Okay, Finning, uh, welcome to the podcast's interview thing. Uh, thank you very much for your time coming and giving us your valuable, valuable time. Oh, I thought I'd spare some moments. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very good that you did. Yeah, um, well, you know, I have to uh, talk to the peasants every now and then. Go on. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, anyways, uh, <coughs> I have to keep up my facade. Uh, you were saying, please, please continue. Um, as always, ex- as always, except for the first two times, I'm joined by my co-host, DJ Kalkos. Hello. Yeah, that's him. You'll all grow to love him eventually. Before we start, I would actually like to say that last night after uh, the Cyril the Wolf interview was posted, uh, this podcast broke 50 whole subscribers. Whoa! Whoa! Wow, there were 63 the last time I checked. What? That is like three more than 60. Oh, man. Yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, getting down to business, BabsCon is coming up on April 18th to April 20th. You betcha. Uh, And as we recently learned on April 20th, there's going to be a HempCon going on in in vicinity to BabsCon. Wait, what? There's going to be what? There's going to be HempCon. HempCon. Oh, I, we're, that we're just, sounds like something I would not be interested in at all. <laughs> I'm offended by the thought. How dare you? That's, oh, disgusting. Oh, my goodness. You know, so a white male in his early 20s not not uh, getting offensive over HempCon? How I dare mean, you? I know. I. What even is that? I don't, hemp, is that some sort of drug? I know someone <laughs> who injected, like, five marijuanas, and he was very ill i will have you know thank you anyways all right so um i think we should contact them and get some uh, money for all the publicity we've been giving hipcon yeah i think we should i think we should get them to shut their con down learn to promote something healthy that glorifies the lord jesus christ like meth (laughs) (laughs) oh my god out of the fire and into the oven um going back to babscon um April 18th, April 20th, of course, it's been it's been accelerating for the last three months. It started as a small San Francisco con and has exploded out of control. Um, you are going to be uh, emceeing the, con- uh, the, uh, the concert, is that correct? Uh, yeah, me and Tarby are going to co-emcee like it was at Brony Con, although hopefully Tarby will be on stage more. All right, uh, you, you are a musician. Are you going to be uh, performing at all? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I got a lot of stuff planned for it. Oh, really? Any new stuff? Mm-hmm. All new stuff. All new stuff. All new stuff. All unreleased new stuff. All unreleased new stuff. Yes, indeed. It's going to be great. Right. Um, to give a sample, uh, I'm not going to play anything because I'm evil, but uh, I, I'm oh. doing, let's see, uh, I'm doing a VIP of the Make It Clap Trap remix. Not the Make It Clap Trap remix, but the Make It Clap remix that is in the genre trap. Um, so that'll be great if people were at BronyCon, for example, uh, or ever Free Northwest. And then let's see here. I've got a new house, kind of Diplo-esque, weird jungle beat thing. And then I also have a, an unreleased EP filled with completely not EDM stuff. Like I just have about an album's worth of synth pop that I'm just going to be playing there. It's all super gothy and and basically I just want to rip off Depeche Mode. So, yeah, it's going to be great. 
Yeah, you actually mentioned on all of your forms of social media that you absolutely love Depeche Mode. Uh, would you say they're they're your biggest inspiration as a musician? No, not even close. Not in any way, shape, or form. In fact, they have not really inspired me musically other than in synth pop. Um, I really like them. They're really, really good, and I listen to them all the time. Um, but as an inspiration, I couldn't really count them because I didn't really listen to them until denotive uh shoved it down my throat a few months ago uh so you know i i they're really good but i wouldn't really say they're in then who is feel free to list many uh, okay let's see uh i would i would like to thank god and jesus uh and satan don't forget him uh who else um no let's see this was a bad choice for an interview. <laughs> yeah, it was, you probably should have chosen someone who was capable of answering a question rather than rambling. Please uh, go on. Let's see. Hmm, whoa. Is that fruit punch you're drinking, Fenning? <sighs> so close. Alas. It is simply lemonade. Except it's also got raspberry, so it's not really simply lemonade. It's... Oh, we're going fancy with pink lemonade here. Oh, yeah, but a different variety of pink. It ain't just none of that strawberry bullshit. Got the raspberries. Anyways. Um, in terms of inspirations, I think I could say that, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers were just immensely inspirational for me, uh, just because I, when Californication came out, I just listened to that and have been listening to that for more than a decade now. And it's just such a great album, musically inspires a lot. Of Are you going to perform at BabsCon naked? Uh, no, I will be wearing a sock on my genital region. Where the fuck did that come from? Oh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are infamous for not playing. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. They play the, they rocked out, they're rocked out with their cocks and socks. No, no, I I know. I just didn't get the, I didn't put two together. Uh, Hey, hey, I'm an idiot, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Interview. I mean, they didn't, they didn't even (laughs) wear shirts whenever they played at the Super Bowl. No, no. Yeah, that was great. Oh, even though they, lip synced everything but aside from that um did you guys did you guys hear about that you know the whole super bowl thing enlighten us oh it was all pre-recorded except for the vocals Ooh, 100 pre-recorded that's what they do at every super bowl um which makes sense because imagine renting out a football stadium's worth of um audio equipment um and then putting speakers that can get to every single person there and then tearing them down within a matter of 10 minutes and putting them up, tearing them down in a matter of 10 minutes. Um, and then having a football field right where all that musical equipment was. I mean, really they can afford to have instruments because you can move instruments quickly. But if you want to talk about like, I mean, they just would have nowhere to put speakers that weren't already permanently installed. So it wouldn't really make sense to, also, it wouldn't really make sense to have all this crazy amp audio equipment with guitars and shit just all stacked and then having to tear it down. And also the chance that someone might mess up. You know, it's it's completely reasonable. But, alas, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Bruno Mars did play over recorded backing track and only sang. So Bruno's place. drum solo was, was fake? Uh, I believe it was. Oh, my God. Although I'm sure he played it in the studio. But, I mean, a lot of the... Well, for example, you'll look at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I believe that their guitars were unplugged during that. 
Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if they were, but I mean, the Red Hot Chili Peppers came out and said, "Yep, we pre-recorded it. We told them that it's a shitty idea and we don't want to do it." And they said, "This is how we've done it every single year forever. We're not going to afford to screw up. You're gonna have to do this." And they were like, eh. "Okay." And they tried to like play the best that they could, you know, make it sound as live as possible and really get like energy in their recording. Uh, and they were just excited to perform. Uh, and I think it was still a killer performance, even though technically it was part of it was taken in a studio and part of it was taken on the football field. I just, I don't know. I, it's people were flipping out about it, but it, as evidenced by the fact that nobody knows what I'm talking about, it clearly wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> well, now, right, like you said, there's no other way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but now after this, uh, this um, conversation and after the revelation about um, the the Super Bowl halftime show not being live. We have to now get a vocal guarantee from you that the BabsCon performance will be completely live. Oh, um, uh, okay. um, You're blowing it. You're blowing it. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, part of it will be live in the sense that the part that I'm not performing will not be live and the part that I am performing will be live, not be live, but uh, maybe it won't be maybe live. Good enough. Your reputation You're saved. dodging the question. Ah, dodging. I think this interview is over. Goodbye. Mm, yep, no, done with that. <laughs> and there he goes. Well, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> he's not coming back, is he? <laughs> he he's gone. <laughs> so I don't oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. I just, okay, what? I just, hold on. That was, just gonna... that was a very realistic storming oh, off. All right. I'm sorry, that was extremely rude of me. I'm ashamed of my actions, in all honesty. How dare I? Um, no, but really, I'm going to do everything as live as possible. I mean, when you're DJing, it's not exactly as live as you would think, um, in the sense that you're literally playing pre-recorded tracks. That's what DJing is. Um, but I will be live DJing. I don't pre-mix my sets like a lot of people do, honestly. Uh, and it ends up sounding kind of crappy, honestly. But I would rather be live and sound poor then be completely pre-recorded and sound a little bit better. Um, it's all about the fun. Yeah, it's just not fun to stand up there and hit the play button. I like to have something to do. Um, well, it also with- it also helps that um, a big thing about performing live is that even when the DJ makes mistakes and the audience catches it, as long as you're not train wrecking and the music still plays, you're fine. Because as, as someone that does DJ, um, I always love catching dj mistakes because it shows that a it's not pre-mixed and b they're human mistakes are a big part of live performances so exactly no and they sometimes can add to them i mean there have been so many okay so the band mindless self-indulgence another really big influence both musically and in the way that they perform um they are in my opinion one of those bands that probably started out being somewhat serious Although, I mean, if you just look at the stuff that they were saying in press releases from, like, the late 90s, they, it's clear that they didn't give a fuck ever. But, you know, when they got on stage, I'm sure they realized that there was no sense in trying to be super serious. And they probably made a lot of mistakes because none of them are actually really good musicians live. Um, but they are people who can feed not just off of crowd energy, but off of energy that the crowd gets when the band has made a mistake 
and somehow made up for it. And I think that's really fascinating. If you've ever seen a mindless self-intelligence concert, I mean, there'll be things where he'll either screw up the words or he'll walk on and just not sing and just walk off the stage and then go start having sex with some 12 year old girl in the back of the fucking venue. Oh. I shit you not. I mean, I, 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 I do not mean to say that to offend anybody, but literally I went to a, all the mindless self-indulgence concerts are all ages. And I went to one of their concerts like two years ago and he was standing like uh, during, during one of the songs, the main guy, Jimmy Urin got off the stage and everyone was like, where'd you go? And like the band was still playing and he was like, you could hear him singing, but everyone was like, where the hell did he go? And he literally got off the stage, went through the crowd and like got like a train of like 15 year old girls and then went up the stairs because there were stairs in this, it was First Avenue, if you know Minneapolis, but you know, went up these stairs and was just like shrouded in like 12, 15 to 20 year old girls all just being like, Jimmy, you're in. And he was just like, singing and doing a bad job and singing the wrong notes and everyone was still like holy shit this is amazing i mean it's just such a weird spectacle um that you can have someone be so bad at performing and yet be so good at performing especially to the extent where you know he'll like actually take i don't know for example an entire bottle of cough syrup and drink the entire thing in one go and then stand up and do the rest of the show because he does that you know, Lil Wayne had seizures because of this uh, drinking that syrup, as he says. <laughs> well, Lil Wayne's a bitch. <laughs> Holy shit! Are you serious? Did he? He has. Uh, yeah, yeah, seizures from syrup. Yeah. Oh. Drinking that man. syrup. He must have a really high metabolism. What a poor little BB. Hey, nice blue, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hey, I uh, see you're rocking the blue too. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, they're they're. They're nice. I kind of, I have an e-cig on order. We're talking about e-cigarettes, by the way, in case you uh, haven't caught on yes. to your viewer and or listener. Um, bought an e-cigarette. One listener. One listener. Okay. Um, but yeah, e-cigarette that has, uh, that, that's actually a pipe. It's like a, a wooden pipe casing and then it has like the atomizer and the vaporizer and everything built into the pipe. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. It's the coolest shit ever. Uh, I saw that and I was like, well, I could spend $70 on an Ego C battery that looks like a screwdriver, or I could spend $40 on actually a wooden pipe that atomizes vegetable juice. That's incredible. Holy crap. I'm you you got to send me a link. Send oh, yeah, totally. I, I'm going to pull that shit up right now. But um, as I was saying uh, earlier, way earlier, <laughs> about... What are we talking about? Mindless self uh, indulgence. Oh, mindless self indulgence. Right. Yeah, they're, they're they're another one of my inspirations. Uh, and it's not that they screw up incessantly. Like they are they are talented musicians, and their studio stuff sounds amazing. But uh, their live shows are astounding and a completely different animal and amazing. And even the videos make you feel like ripping your shirt off and running on the ceiling and doing copious amounts of drugs that you've never heard of with several numbers and letters arranged in an order that you clearly cannot pronounce, but I'm sure it means something, that kind of thing. That's what mindless self-indulgence does. So big respect to them. I really admire Jimmy Urin and the way that he has a stage presence. I just hear you dropping more hints that you're not going to be wearing any clothes at BabsCon. Very few clothes. Uh, no, I am. Oh, man. I don't know if I should say this, but uh, I doubt that this is going to be huge news anyways, but uh, I, I bought a Madoka cosplay 
So I was cosplaying as Madoka Kaname, and then I said, no, this needs to be worse and gothier and dumber. So I cut the dress part off. So now it's like a halter top, top of a dress from Madoka Kaname's transformed dress thing. And so I'm going to be running around with that on and black jeans. So if you are looking for me at uh, BabsCon, I will be wearing half of Madoka's dress. Oh my God. Yep. Hmm. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Okay, so um, back to the questions, although that rambling was great. Oh, um, yeah. uh, you are most well-known, uh, from what I can see, uh, not for your music, but for being an amazing MC and emceeing so many cons <laughs> over the last uh, 12 months. I think, uh, when was your first con that you uh, did emceeing at, as far as ponies go? Well, I, I never did it before. I never did anything before. I literally wasn't even born before My Little Pony. I, I didn't exist. I uh, just came into existence the day that the show came out. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, no, no, but I, I didn't do anything musically, and I never... I'd been to, like, one concert before I started performing at conventions, and so I would like to clarify, I'd never done it before. Um, but, yeah, let's see. Um, I'm gonna have to recount using the brain. Uh, oh, so, what a nerd! Yeah, I know. Like, who uses the brain? What an idiot! <laughs> what are you trying to develop thoughts and use your uh, words? I can't come up with a punchline. Brony conventions. I, I, as I said, I'm not a very good nerd. I am trying to use my brain, but I'm not a very good nerd because I can't seem to use it properly. Um, so let's see. BronyCon 2012 was not when i did that that was mike and it was great seeing everybody there and then i went to everfree northwest and i think that was the first time i'd ever that was the first time i ever performed and that was the first time i'd ever sort of emceed emceed in a way um i on a sunday performance there was a bunch of shit that went down with yelling at cats and i wrote a literally a thesis paper i i have a published book about what happened at Everfree Northwest 2012, so just go read it there. But long story short, um, me and Yelling at Cats and that son of a Mitch and a bunch of other people were performing on Sunday, and we didn't really have an MC, and uh, people were there, but I just, uh, it was just, uh, it was a mess. Um, and Derpidity kind of went up there because he was kind of doing sort of running the things, but he didn't really go up there at all. So when... I think it was Whitetail finished. I, I went up to go do my set and I did my set. And when I was done with my set, I just kind of looked around for people and there wasn't really anybody there. So I kind of spoke on the mic for five seconds and then handed it off to someone and was like, oh, that's going cool. And uh, then when I got back up on stage to help Yelling at Cats with his set, uh, that was the moment that I realized that Yelling at Cats had never been on a stage before, was did not understand the concept of comedic banter really just i mean like no respect to the guy but you can see the video he just robot freeze cannot speak do not know what do and so i had to say something where people were going to be like what are you what's happening so i kind of just mc for his set and when i was done with that uh because there was a lot of shit that went wrong with that too so when i was done with that some people went up to me and were like hey nice save that was actually a really killer performance until you know shit went haywire uh 
And that gave me an unhealthy boost of confidence. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this forever now. <laughs> and then every con that I ever went to, I would try and edge my way on stage. Uh, just try and get on up there. But I think the first official MC job that I ever took was at uh, Las Pegasus, which was great. Yep, yep, we, yeah. uh, we, we went through that with Tarby before. Uh, the last interview with Khan strikes again. Yep, <clears throat> that's that's how I met everyone, basically, and that's he how takes I a got a long drag from his cigarette and yeah. recounts the tales. That's that's how Vegas. I got my unhealthy boost of confidence. Hey, well, no. going to LPU and going hey, well, school. actually, that did a lot of good for you because you're doing fantastic now. So, oh, no, yeah, after after my run in with drama and stuff like that, I am doing much better now than I used to be. Uh, so hopefully, um, I will move forward and keep moving forward just like you move forward and keep moving forward because you're the greatest person ever. Oh, well, I try and I succeed. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh my God. Oh, I'm fantastic. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For those of you listening, completely fucking facetious, not serious at all. Oh, jeez. Please continue, Cockles. Okay. Um... Do you, uh, just because this is the only thing I can think of right now, do you have anything real quick that you want to pimp out, promote, whether it's content made by you or someone else? Is there just something that you want to get out there that, uh, people should check out? Uh, I mean, like, porno video, you rated five stars. Hey, that one, boosted. Um, but aside from that, let's see. Uh, well, there are rumors. Talks are being made of a second music equestria tour, although I'm not really supposed to say that. But uh, just uh, keep your eye out, because you may or may not be seeing something about music equestria Mark II in the future. And this time, it's coming back with a vengeance. So what you're officially saying is that there's no music equestria 2. But there is. But pay attention. Yeah, it's not like there's a music question too, but if there were to happen to be some sort of announcement for it, I mean, it'd be a coincidence. I would certainly be wrong in saying that there's no music question too, but you know, that's all I could say about it. <laughs> Anyways, enough bullshit. You get if you you get the drift. Uh, I can't really say. Anything, oh yeah, yeah. We think. get the drift. Wink, 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 wink. Um, let's see what else. Uh huh. Um, for all two of you who actually listen to my music, um, let's see, there is, I'm going to be releasing an EP soon with uh, the, the new music that I'm going to be releasing at BabsCon with some of the songs that I never released from last year. Uh, I don't know. There was one song that I used that had a sample from Sean Paul in it, uh, that was never released. And so that's going to be released and be on an EP with other EDM things. Uh, and then I'm starting a band by myself right now. Hopefully I'll find other people. But uh, yeah, more of that gothy stuff. I, I mean, I'm that weird goth synth pop stuff. I'm going to be releasing that as an official EP uh, just to kind of get my foot in the door musically. And you can be looking out for that at BabsCon. Uh, I'll be the one selling uh, actual gold cassettes, by the way uh in case no you yeah no no joke i'm i'm releasing this ep only physically by cassette tape that i will be spray painting gold because uh see now when you said gold cassette 
Yeah. I'm trying to mislead the audience. Was I trying? What? <laughs> what did I mean? What did I do? Did I do a thing? Mm, man, I don't know. Spray paint and gold are two different things. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to be. <laughs> I do not have that kind of money. Also, gold it does not have nearly enough. It's not naturally magnetic, so it wouldn't really work as a, as a cassette tape. Although, I guess a gold housing would work, but I don't know if it's. You see, that's what I thought you were implying. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I don't have that kind of money. It will look like gold housing. So if you want something that looks kind of like golden plastic, but mostly plastic, and it has music on it, maybe, you should check it out. So that's going to happen. Do you, have a, do you have a date in uh, the, for a drop? Uh, official drop coming on. Okay, so <sighs> musically, on, or not musically, software-wise, non physical stuff uh the ep with the little synth pop stuff and the ep with the little electronic music stuff is going to come probably that week after babscon and uh then in terms of physical stuff that cassette tape thing is going to be at babscon and probably more conventions in the future you know the west uh is there a vendor going to be selling these cassette tapes there uh i'm going to be the vendor selling those tapes. yes so uh well good on you yeah well i like to sell things it's fun it makes me money uh you know selling things it does that sometimes uh but you know aside the the cassette tapes in the ep will be available physically um the edm ep will be going up on my band camp when i'm done and the cassette tapes i don't know if they're actually going to be released non-physically because i'm probably going to wait until an album for that but We'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, Horse News would just like to say that those selling things can make you money. Sometimes it will get you in jail. Oh, yeah. So, I hear HempCon is just down the road. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going back, back to that joke, aren't you? Oh, yeah. It's uh, the running only forever. Thing that's been funny. It's the only thing that's been funny in this podcast. Everything else has been utter shit. Oh, God. I know. It's a, it's a complete cesspool in here. I know. Literally, literally a pool of cess. Literally. I mean, just disgusting and unhealthy, probably poopish. Um, but yeah, anyways, speaking of selling things illegally, ever tell you guys about the time I was into prostitution? Oh boy, this is good material for the podcast. Go on. Keep, keep going. I mean, I'm not going to interrupt you. So yeah, that never happened. I just was looking, um, for a, I was looking for a reaction. I did not expect you to say, keep going. Now that you said keep going, uh, I have nothing to say whatsoever. You son of a bitch. You know, lied to us. Well, not lied. Not lied. Said something that was not true, but for the purpose of comedy. Thank you. That's even worse. You're like those comedians who's like, I saw that guy on the street once, and he was being a total idiot. But you know what? He didn't even see that guy on the street. What an asshole. Um... Yeah, nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about now. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> oh, Finning, you're so silly. Uh, you know me. It's all I've got. The only leg to stand on. <laughs> As he stuffs Fritos into his mouth. Hey, no, those are Tostitos. The true or give tostitos. up on life, Chip. I'm sorry. Totally not an endorsement, but Tostitos are the greatest fucking shit in the history of mankind. You should eat one every day and fuck Fritos. Jeez! Oh, no, I hate product placement as I kick my Nikes up on the coffee table. Exactly. 
totally not an endorsement, but I got this shirt at Urban Outfitters. You should check it out. It's fucking awesome. Oh, huh. what was that? Horse news. Horse news. Excellent. Oh. It's excellent. Party time. Uh, so, anyways. Oh, shit. Two other things that I'd like to promote. I would like to promote MLP MSP, a Minneapolis uh, pony convention that will be happening June 8th through 10th in our lovely town of Minneapolis, as stated by the thing I just said five seconds ago. Um, it's going to be great. Um, it's run by people who are really actually not idiots, which is kind of a new thing for pony conventions. Um, let's see. But uh, in all seriousness, it's going to be a great convention. A bunch of people are coming out for it. A bunch of musicians that you know and love are coming out for it. A bunch of people like me and microphone, Mike of uh, the microphone variety, and uh, more people who I can't talk about because it's a secret. But it's going to be good. And it's... So you should yeah. come out for that. You should go to the thing. Secret people imply guests. Oh, yeah. Of, well, clearly they're... honor. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to be um, voice actors and shit like that, which you can check out because those have been announced. But there are a lot of uh, musicians, for example, that haven't really officially been announced. I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy. He's a little... No one really knows him that much. He goes by the name of Gary Newman and is kind of actually really fucking famous. Um, does anybody know Gary Newman? Anyone? Wasn't Tarby talking about Gary Newman? Tarby so. was because I made him super fucking jealous, which was the funniest shit in the history of my Yeah, life. I believe that he uh he put did, you he down mentioned... on our podcast because of how many Gary Newman shows that you were going to. Ah, yes. Well, uh, the, to be fair, the amount of Gary Newman shows I was going to, uh, not exactly the highest amount. I would say it was one. Uh, so more than zero. Uh, but yeah, it was a great show. But the reason I went there is not because I have a, you know, huge need to go watch Gary Newman play cars, even though that's a great song. But the um, person who's opening it for, for him is named Big Black Delta, who is a super, 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 super killer musician who does not need my shout out at all. In fact, I would need his shout out. Shout out. English. I, I would need, need his shout out because he's infinitely more famous than me in comparison. Uh, however, He's an amazing musician. If you don't listen to him, go listen to Big Black Delta. I would list him as one of my very large inspirations because he's super killer. Uh, and then also the person who opened for Big Black Delta was uh, Roman Remains. And they are also great. And they are not quite as big. So you should go check them out because they're totally awesome. That's all I wanted to blow up. Please continue with your question. Now, Finning, are you sure that that's all you want to plug? Mm. Okay. I never got to finish my... Um... Excuse me. Anyways, if you want to take that off the uh, the good old-fashioned book, <laughs> I don't know if people really want to hear that, but uh, I don't know. I don't really care. Um, and no, we get paid more if we catch uh, guttural noises escaping. Guttural Either. utterances, or you guessed it, gutterances. <laughs> See, now I have to leave it in because this is too great. All right, good. Good. I mean, bad. I totally didn't uh, mean for that to be in there. Uh, okay. Um, but no, uh, I don't know finished my... Uh, my sources of inspiration because everyone's so interested um battles just real quick wanted to say the band battles i cannot even put into words how inspirational how integral this band is in my entire understanding of music because they were the first album for me their, their album mirrored was the first album that because I was a teenager when Mirror came, Mirrored came out. It was 2009. Um, 
that was kind of like my first album that I got that I really owned with my own sense of individual ownership. You know, you, you, you like you get to a certain age and you stop listening to your parents' music and you start finding your own music. So that was that for me. And they make a uh, kind of shoegazer math rock stuff, but they're so killer and so rhythmically interesting. And they're, you know, they dip into like, you know, groove rock and like, math rock and they touch in like honest to goodness postmodern classical composition i mean they're, they're so all over the place and fantastic but they were the they were the band that made me say okay just playing a guitar with an amp isn't enough i need to go see what i'm what i can do other than guitar and i got a laptop and i maybe or maybe not illegally downloaded logic prokoff um onto that computer and fucked around with it for a summer. And that is the only reason why I ever made music ever in any way, shape or form because battles was awesome. And I was like, I want to do that. So really important battles. Go listen to their album mirrored. It's the best fucking album for alternative rock and math rock ever. Hands down. All right. Uh, it's about time to wrap up, but is the, huh? there any closing remarks that you want to say? Uh, sure. Jeez. I know he wants to talk about how attractive we are. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I would like to mention you're both fucking ugly as dicks. So, let's get that. Let's get that. You're fine. No, I'm joking. I love both of you. I'm going to touch your butts equally. Yes! Fending Senpai notices me. Oh, yeah. I double notice. Um, but yeah, closing (laughs) remarks. I don't know. Um, hmm. Uh, I kind of want to do some real talk, but it's going to be really sappy, so I'll just cut it to this. If you're out there and you're listening to this, and you really like music, and you're just really into it, and you feel that you have a creative mind, or you feel that you don't have a creative mind, and you think that all you can ever do is just listen to music, keep expanding your tastes. And I hope for everybody that eventually you'll find that one song that ignites your creative flame and gets you out there and kind of forces you in a, in a very, very visceral way, forces you to use your creativity and make something that maybe other people might not like, but that you will be proud of because gosh, dang it. If what we don't need in this world isn't more creative people, then I don't know what to say. And that is all. Thank that, was, you. that was beautiful, man. Yeah, no, I try. I, uh, I'm just an inspirational speaker and a fucking amazing person all around. I'll so give you snaps. Woo! Snapping for myself. Losing my <laughs> e-cigarette. Being a cool person. All right, Fenning. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for uh, this talk and for this length of time and for uh, pimping out everything and, and just for doing everything that you do. Thank you very much. Hey, man. I could say the same to you. Thank you for this awesome interview. You guys are totally amazing. Horse News. Best name ever. Second best podcast next to, you know, of course, the Achievement Hunters podcast because they're great. Um, you guys are a close second. Do you really mean that? I do really mean that. This is the best interview I've had in a while. Oh, man. Uh, we made it. We finally made it to the big time. You got you, you got subscribers. The th- exactly. You got the thumbs up from someone that nobody fucking knows. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll let you get. I'll let you guys get back to your administrative work at Horse News. I know you're very busy. Uh, yes, we're uh, 
very busy, kept in the basement. Ah, yeah. Given a slow trickle of water and a few stalks of celery. Gross. <laughs> that's all he could say about that. I don't even tell you what the water trickles down on. So. Oh, that's good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Gonna have to go ahead and say, uh, turn down your offer. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, again, thanks very much. Hey, um, no problem. Sweet. Have a good, uh, have a good next couple hours. Oh yeah. Until I later. don't care about your time after that. Oh yeah, but only the next few hours. Okay. Well, I'll be sure to have an extra good time those next few hours. They could be your last. And on that end, we note. <laughs>